I haven't told you about the somersault contest. Challenge. Somersault challenge. Yeah. What? What? I did a somersault today with Ellie, <laughs> and I felt very awkward and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I asked the, the group if any of them, uh, when the last time they did it, and Teddy said, I'm going to do one right now, and I'm going to record a video. And he started the somersault challenge. Oh, my God. And he challenged Justin. I haven't seen anything from Justin, Justin yet. Justin's been... I mean, by the time this this uh, podcast goes up, who knows if we'll even done it by then. At that I mean, point, I the, think he's out of the league. But also, oh, like, yeah. he should have no problem doing it because he is learning ballet. That's true. He is learning ballet. Wow. He should be more spry than all of us. Yeah. Also, he's got the least amount of mass, so he should be able to just be so flexible like a Gumby. Just kidding. That's a shot yeah. at Justin. I'm trying to decide who has the least amount of mass. Uh-huh. I think in a real world... Teddy's lighting his candle. Oh, lighting the ceremonial candle. It's uh, ginger snap cookies, or what is it? Uh, Cinnamon pecan swirl. Cinnamon pecan swirl. That's good. And it's a real, it's not a soy candle, so I'm going to get the toxins, too. Nice. Uh, At least I'm going to bass in the group would be... um, It could be Justin or Tommy. I don't know. At least I'm going to mass. (laughs) <laughs> women you know yeah um it's probably justin it's probably uh, justin right yeah sad. Except i mean that, kevin kevin madwell i don't know what kevin looks like i don't either. I mean, i've seen a picture sam of him really skinny i think uh, it's sam sam's got height mass like and we're talking about just pure matter but justin's got a bigger skull yeah and that beard yeah. No, the beard. That's what I was. Sam's thinking. got a beard too, though. Does, oh, yeah. He does. Not quite as uh, horrifying as Justin's, but yeah, he's got a he's got a beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, Summer Start Challenge, uh, Justin, and it's for a good cause. It is raising money for our podcast. For FFT, the podcast. So. I like uh, it. Uh, if Justin my- doesn't do it. Well, I guess that's the point of these, of these challenges, the right? If Justin thing? doesn't do it, he has to pay money to the podcast. And what is, oh, where yeah. does the money to the podcast go? <laughs> Our bank account. Is it to, like, bring on guests? Yeah, we, 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 you think this is free? <laughs> it is free. You think that this, this software is, is free? Yes. I'm on maybe, Skype. We can, maybe we can tweet out our videos, too, for the followers of the Twitter. Are you going to start buying Twitter ads? I might. Yeah. That, hey, that would be use of the money. My somersault felt pretty good. I felt pretty good about mine. His somersault was flawless. Well, I want to see his somersault. Right, I'll show you his somersault. I'll I, uh, through all the, no, the hubbub. No, I want you to just do one right now. Oh, you want me? I'm, I'm not up for the challenge. Yes. No. Uh, someone needs to, needs to nominate me. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Joey didn't actually do it on video. Um, so we don't know how, how bad his form was. Oh. All right, here's Teddy. Okay. I'm going to fast forward. He talks for like an hour. So I'm going to fast forward through all that. <laughs> I think he was recording Is, it. Are you naked, no. Teddy? Yes. No, I was. was <laughs> this is a naked somersault. It is a naked somersault. Um, all right. This is a, he's got music going. All right, here we go. This is excellent podcast uh, material, by the way. A video. The timing of the video with the music is perfect. Watch this form. Teddy, you're looking good. Hey, thanks. Wow. Yeah. Flawless. That was excellent. Flawless you somersault. Know, did you have any fear when you were doing it? Uh, the TV nearby, I did. I just thought it could go terrible. And the was the last time you did a somersault? It's got to be years. I mean, every time you go skydiving, right? When you go to the ground, you do a somersault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I've been skydiving a long time. But... Um, the funny thing was literally after that, my sister said something about like mom. My mom wanted to tell me something, and I was like, "Why didn't she tell me?" And she's like, "She probably thinks you're really busy." And my sister just said, "This is literally what I've just done for the past." <laughs> <laughs> I was already I was sitting on the couch, like basically just in shorts and no shirt, and it was like one o'clock. I was like, "You know what? I can do a somersault challenge." <laughs> but to be fair, I've been working the past week four and a half hours a day of this that thermometer thing I was telling you about. 
Oh, there you go. So I finally got some time off before I start on Monday of actual class. I've always but, I'm always tempted when they do the thermometer check to like act like it like it's hurting me. Somebody did that. Oh, did they? They're like, ow! <laughs> and I was like, uh, they're like, I'm just kidding. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny. So now you uh, know. Now I won't do it because that guy sounds like a douche. Yeah, it wasn't very funny. I let him know that. I said, hey, man. <laughs> somebody actually, I registered somebody with a 100 degree plus temperature. Ooh. I let them out them anyways. <laughs> what? It's a known thing because their AC wasn't working in their car and it just takes the ambient temperature. And that was the past time I got, like, hey, sometimes this happens. So I was like, oh, okay, you so got to go in. You, you think that your uh, eight so years I, of medical school give you the right to tell someone that, oh, yeah, you're fine. I may have just introduced COVID to the school, to the base, and now I'm on recording saying it. So. <laughs> yeah. That's so you're I, doing my method of what I think NFL and NBA players should all be doing. Like, I'm drafting Ezekiel Elliott if I have the number one pick overall because – He's already got COVID. There's no chance of him getting it again. He's not going to miss any time. Is it confirmed like, the antibodies, like, you can't get it again? I, I don't know. I, I don't we haven't, know. Well, Nobody like knows. Okay, yeah. That's, Wait, what, what do you think the NFL is doing? No, I think that players of seasons that haven't started yet should do whatever they can to get COVID now so yeah. that come regular season, they don't get it, and they're out for two weeks. Yeah. I think okay. as a fantasy owner, that's a real liability. It is. I'm yeah, I mean, drafting players that have confirmed antibodies. If you have, I mean, yeah, like if if a if your star player gets coronavirus right a couple days before the game, you're screwed for the next two weeks. Yeah. Assuming fourteen days. I is actually, the, I actually kind of think that this could could be fun for fantasy football. Yeah. It's a whole like, element of it. Could add a should little we, bit more. Should we add a, a couple extra bench seats so that people have some some cushion? No. What if? What about this? Here's a floater idea. COVID seat? Well, what if if your player catches COVID, you get 15 points just Ooh. that week? It's kind of like an insurance thing. I like that. I had a buddy who had a who, who had a league where if your player got arrested, you had an extra 100 points. What? 100? Well, yeah. That's like, win that week no matter what. 100. So he, he drafted Sebastian Janikowski. 100 points. Hoping. 100 points that week? Yep. That's, from from that one play. That's yeah. win. Well, because it never happened. That's dumb. <laughs> that's see, I thought we were when I traded for uh, That's dumb. When I traded for Antonio Bryant, I thought yeah, we were playing with that. That's rule. dumb. That would have been yeah, that would have been a good good plan. You can keep him this year if you want. Oh, if that was I would for, keep him for a second round draft pick. Was he the one that was the confusing like how do we yeah, yeah dropped him and then picked him up again? Uh-huh. But no change of position. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You're right. It would be a second-round pick. It's the fumble rule. Yeah. I wholly agree with that. I think it was uh, your idea. Maybe. <laughs> That's what I would have thought of. What, what have you guys been up to the past week? Anything exciting? Um, I've been to Home Goods twice. I've been to World Market once. Um, our yeah, all of our stores are now open, and we moved, you know, into our house, and then we didn't have any. Furniture. There's no way to buy furniture. Well, there is a way to buy furniture, I mean, but you couldn't try it out. I couldn't go to any uh, stores yeah. to look for rugs and chairs and all the things. So, um, I've been binging on home stores. Do you guys? That's pretty much. Sorry. Oh, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Do you guys like putting together furniture, like, from Ikea and stuff, or do you rather just buy it already set oh, up? Oh, I, I like putting it together. I do, too. I don't – the whole, like, oh, it's like the divorce maker or whatever. Like, I don't I don't get it. Well, well it's like – I don't know how to build stuff. But it's, it's like Legos for adults. Yeah. Yeah, I would never put anything together because you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. This desk, I put – it was so much fun, like, that – where is it? Can you see the desk? That's a good-looking console table. Nice. It's Wait, which one? The one with together. the TV or the one in front of the fireplace? No, the one in front of the fireplace. It's a weird position That's to put it. filing cabinet, Theodore. Wait, why is it blocking your fireplace? Because I, I wanted the... It's for the computer, and I want the computer to be using the TV because I don't want to buy another monitor because I plan to just... I just use the TV for the computer. So it's really awkward, but also I'm not going to be lighting a fire in an apartment. In not the in the summer in uh, yeah. 
Do you know it's the treadmill? The treadmill edition? What is it? The treadmill I bought. You got a treadmill? Nice. For when when it's raining or when it gets cold later on. Did you just get that in this past week? Yeah. Oh, nice. That was a pain to put together, dude, because it was – there's only four parts. The console, the two handles, and the the belt. But, like, I'm trying to describe it. The wiring that goes from the bottom, you have to feed it through the handle going up. Feeding that wire through is a pain in the budget. I was tying a USB around it, pulling it through, trying to get enough slack, and then pick it through and hold it there. And that part took forever. (laughs) Set alone. All right, Teddy, what's your opinion of the Peloton? Like the commercial that was – pissing everyone off or like just the in concept no the bike itself because now you've got a treadmill so you obviously had the moment of saying what kind of uh equipment do i want yeah well i'm only so i only walk on it a because i don't really run much in general b because i want to piss off my neighbor below me and i i've gone i was very self-conscious about it and i asked him like hey man if you hear any noise you let me know like i will stop this oh right i away. thought you, meant you you got the treadmill so that you would make noise and annoy him no 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 no. so i would not annoy him sorry did you borrow your mom's uh, tennis shoes while you're walking on the treadmill there or? i don't get it <laughs> it's a it's a mom thing to do I'm a walker oh. too, Teddy. Don't worry. Yeah. You're not, not oh, running I see what you're, okay. you're just casually walking in your white, un- untouched you. sneakers. You can walk and read or text or talk to people on the phone. Um, How but anyway, many miles do you walk? I usually walk for an hour a day, so I would say about two and a half, three miles. And what's um, your yeah? If what's I had your a treadmill, pace? I would play Call of Duty. Two point five on it. Two point five on the treadmill. Two point. Okay, that's pretty slow. Yeah. I very slow. Nice. I do a that's little bit inclined. That's a stroll. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 like Call of Duty it, it mimics it mimics how I would walk outside. But I can get uh, a treadmill. The Peloton is nice, but it was like I think the Peloton treadmill is like upward of five thousand. Like that costs five hundred bucks. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it was pretty Sam, cheap. Sam has a Peloton bike, so that's why Keith. Yeah, asking. Sam and she Caitlin just one. got a Peloton bike, and I'm super jealous. People love the bikes, and I mean, it has, like, the thing, too, where you can, like, the program. Yeah. I'm not a big biker, but, like, I, I think they're really good in terms of – Bike is a better workout than walking, Teddy. Well, I I'm actually – biking is very good for you in terms of not getting, like, not ruining your recovery from, like, workouts and stuff like that. I just can't do bikes. I'd much rather walk. Um, yeah, that's fair. A bike, could, a bike could be less noisy, too. Like, it would have been it good is. for that, too. His parents never taught him how to ride a bike. Yeah. Don't, he said he wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> um, Your dad actually but, just texted me. Yeah. But don't don't bring up the fact that I, I never taught him how to ride a bike. How long are you going to be in Mississippi, by the way? Probably till next August or September. Do you call it M- Mississippi or Mississippi? Missouri. Um, I call it Mississippi. That's how I'd say it. <laughs> There are some strong accents down Mississippi. here. Mississippi. Mississippi. That's how they say it down there. There's, how do they yeah, say this you is live strong. There? I don't know. I guess if it never really comes up in conversation. Hey, what's the state <laughs> we're living in right now? Like, what do you guys call this place? <laughs> That's a good point. I just abbreviate it like I'm a postal code. Oh, MS. I'm an MS. <laughs> um, so next, next August. Yeah, and then I'm hoping to go back to California. Okay. In a very long shot scenario, I don't want to fly growler jets, but if I do, I would end up in Whidbey Island, Washington. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, okay. But I don't want growlers, so unfortunately, it would be meaning that I got my last choice. Not because of the location, just because the growler is slang for uh, taking a dump, right? Yeah. 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 I got to take a I got to take a mean growler. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's that's actually a thing. I've never heard that before. Um, I've actually only heard it because I just watched uh, the show on Netflix, um, Bruise Bruise Brothers or something, something like that. The guy they say take a growler, and they're uh, it's a they got a growler stand where people can come grab a growler of beer, um, oh and sign says take a growler, leave a growler, and so the guy takes a growler and then he takes his pants off and <laughs> takes a dump right there. He's like, I left I one. Guess- that's Maybe disgusting. it's from the show. I've never heard it. My daddy used to say that um, Boobar be laying heaters on the ground. Laying heaters. Heaters is he visit for dog poops. 
we've had some fencing guys uh, come over, and I keep telling them to watch out for dog grenades. Uh, but that's fencing. You know. uh, uh, yeah, fencing for our. We're, we're, gonna, we're learning how to fence. Yeah, I they got the parry and the the swapper and all that. You know, like parent trap. The parent, yeah, the Lindsay Lohan version. Teddy, Teddy will get that. Teddy will get, Teddy that. Will get that one. I wanna, right. um, I wanna be over there next time you build stuff. I want, I've been trying to build more stuff, not just furniture, but in general. I, these, this is my first time. I, I bought my own, uh, my first ever hacksaw. Oh yeah. Never owned a hacksaw in my life, and I built. What on earth do you need a hacksaw? hacksaw? For? I was building like parallettes just for home workouts, like you know the the gymnast things. Yeah. Nice. But um, it was a good experiment, and uh, it was I felt like a man for once. And you did the manual hacksaw. You didn't go electric. All right. I, and then I found out, well, you know there's a PVC pipe cutter that makes it so you don't have to sand anything or like it just – Oh. Yeah. I asked the guy at Lowe's, like, how should I cut these? He said a hacksaw work. I really wish we would have pointed out there's a specific PVC pipe cutter that would make the job a million times easier. Oh, my God. <laughs> but whatever. It's a good experience. That um, is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Um, Teddy, I got to uh, – question do we have um, any comments from the last is there i have a- no comments from from the last one no nobody's uh nobody's any written questions? in um uh football anything happened this week that we should know about um so ezekiel <clears throat> elliott like you talked about there's a lot of kaepernick news yeah uh, <clears throat> it's, what, it's, is he coming back well i mean yeah he's always he's always trying to come back but Does nobody want, want nobody wanted the bad publicity also he had a terrible last season as a quarterback um nobody wanted the publicity for it now with uh, the protests and everything people are finally realizing like oh actually it doesn't matter that he wants to kneel yeah and they should be allowed to do that um and so now people are more willing to roger goodell is encouraging teams to sign him um and uh we'll see you know we'll see where he goes the more interesting stuff has been the nba stuff and i know i talked to joey and, and the guys about it but katie for uh, just to fill you in. So the NBA is doing their three-month playoff at Disney World, um, okay. which would be kind of cool to be hanging out there. But also, like, all the mm-hmm. rules, they're socially distancing. Like, they have these rings you can wear that let you know if you're within six feet of someone for more than five seconds, it'll make a noise. Um, what? Yeah, so you have Wait, to wear your mask. while they're playing basketball? No. No, when they're just hanging out. So <laughs> oh my gosh, you, can, you can play cards. You can play cards with people, but at the end of every night, the card deck gets, like, thrown away, and you get a new deck the next day. Um, you can really? play ping pong. Yeah, you can play ping pong, but not doubles. And it's just, like, it seems like you have one foot in the door, one foot out. Like, all these <laughs> rules, but then again, you're playing basketball the next well, day. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, if, like, what, at that point, what's the point? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what are we trying to, to do at that point? Yeah. If only we knew. Wow, weird. So that's happening now. It's gonna start July. If NBA 30, playoffs actually go. July yeah. 30th. Um, but I just have a bad feeling that the playoffs are gonna get determined because a star player is gonna get. Because once you once you get caught, you're done for two weeks. Or not caught. Once you get um, tested two positives in a row, well, you're done for two weeks. It's like Trump said. If we stop testing, there would be no new cases. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think I think that. that's yeah. I think that's that's the 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 method NBA's got to go. You know, if you don't weigh yourself, you're not doing it. Well. <clears> that was my theory well, until he... I weighed myself and I realized yeah. I'm a fatty. <laughs> hey, you know how we're carb cycling? Are you? Because officially, uh, oh, we've been doing it last three weeks. Last week, well, we we're, I mean, we're doing our modified version of like three days a week. Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, low carb, no carb, and then the other days are kind of like normal eating mostly. Guess how many pounds Joey's lost? Uh, let me say well, eight to ten. Ooh, twelve pounds. Yeah. And how long? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. And I look yeah. identical. We took pre and post pics, and I look well, the exact same. So I don't know where the twelve pounds came from, but uh. It's it's uh, the hardest like part that. of a diet is pushing through when you don't see changes because you you trick yourself you see yourself. Oh, I, every day. I'm not yeah I'm not worried about it. He'll <laughs> be good. Also, he's starting to work out. I am. I'm I'm implementing a I must get at least a little bit of a pump on if I want to play Call of Duty. 
So I like it. Yeah. So after I this call, I plan on, on doing a, a little ten minute workout. I mowed the lawn today for two hours. I count that. It's a it's a pretty long. Well, There's a lot of steps. Um, yeah. I wish sometimes you could like have like like for instance my treadmill hooked up to power like the system for another hour for an hour or something like that. So you have to use it. To, That'd be tight. Yeah. <laughs> have you? Have you? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, all of our podcasts end up talking about uh, fitness. Also, um, there's a funny uh, – I can look at metrics on the Anchor app, which is where I, I publish all this. Um, and for the first episode of this podcast, of the Corona, the Corona Night, uh, we had an average listen time of 8 minutes and 55 seconds. <laughs> oh. I think it was all the fitness talk, football talk. And whatnot it may have turned off some listeners, but I guess, we also only I listen to the whole thing. So I listen to the whole thing. So I man, if I brought the average up to whatever it was, eighty I know, minutes. Me too. How do we do week two? Week two, it's uh, average I think fifty minutes. So oh. most mostly everybody listened all the way through. So they just jumped in on chapter two and they said, ah, whatever, like yeah. whatever happened in the beginning. So we got a that's a peek behind the curtain for all you all the listeners out there. Um, all right, well let's, let's. Oh, so there's there's a thing it. called the called the I don't know what it's called. It's like a ring or something that you you have to wear, and Wait, um, we were just talking about that for video games. Oh, what? Yeah, it's it's to play video games. It's like a a, uh, a ring. I don't know the actual context. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you next week when we record. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. But um, all right. So without further ado. So do we need Corona any kind of chapter. recap, like last time on Corona Night or anything? Chapter three. Uh, let's see what we remember. Um, so they went back successfully. Andrew Luck, Tommy Lynch, Sam Evans, Joey Belke went back uh, in time, prevented the uh, the, the the fumble uh, by Tom Brady. Well, mm-hmm. they're returning. Um, and then it turns out that Sam was working with John Gruden. And then they oh, cut, yeah. cut to present day. And, uh, well, also, I have long hair. Uh, One other thing from the past that that I learned. Um, The cut to present day, and it turns out the Raiders went 19-0 the following season. Um, And nobody remembers the name Tom Brady. He was some some nobody uh, that didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and washed up and went away. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see, what else? Uh, President, uh, CPU, AI, president, what's his name? Uh, president CPU. President CPU. It's an AI system. Yeah, yes, a person, yeah, not yeah. actually an AI system. That's so that was, a, that was a shocker. Uh, anything else? Oh, and he sent, he sent another Android or whatever back to go back in time uh, and gave that person the moniker of Monroe. Oh, yes. right. Yep. And said, kill Justin if you... Are able to. At all costs. At all costs. And I believe that's everything. Yep. All right. You guys ready? I'm going to go grab a White Claw because we're Claw and John. Hashtag looking at you, you, you listeners. Go ahead and tweet at us. Hashtag Claw and John. You know what I doesn't have a ceremonial corona. I had, a, I had some drinks earlier. I was doing uh, some volleyball and wakeboarding. Probably. You played volleyball? I'll check. Yeah. Yes, I did. It was uh, not very good, I found out. I wasn't awful, but I definitely wasn't. I was definitely the worst one there, which is never Where's, a position you want to be in. Are you on a rec team? No, it was, like, just some friends. Like, they live, like, a lot of the people live on the lake here in Meridian, so oh. they have, like, there's, like, a beach where they just play at. Nice. It was fun, but it'd be a Is it hot nice. there right now? In the daytime, it gets... Oh, it's, it's only like 90, but it's pretty humid. I don't think it's that bad. Um, but I think in the summertime, it gets really hot, I've been told. How much is a Corona? I don't know. It doesn't say. How many carbs do you think are in a Corona? Carbs? I know there's like 120 calories, I would say. But carbs? I'm looking up real fast. Probably less than, less than 10. Corona normal, right? Corona yeah. Extra. Extra or normal? Extra. Okay, one second. I feel like it's... uh. The answer you're looking for is 150 calories in one bottle and 14 grams of carbs. So the cider's less. Cider is less. I'm going to have the cider. All right. 
Big fan of the carb carb cycling you guys are doing, by the way. I think it's a I think it's the best way to lose weight. Are you having the Corona? Mm-hmm. Oh. So you're having a white cloth. I was only like two left, and I feel like uh. Mm. Yeah, we. I like it because it it's super like manageable to keep going because you're not do you're not doing no carbs every day. And that gets so old, and then it just like, leads to like, like crazy. Go into ketosis, but I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Ketosis, getting a, some people go very are anal about. You need to be in keto. No, I don't. So. It's I also it's I'm also doing intermittent fasting on top of that. Um, Same. It's like I'm I'm not eating until noon usually. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So that Big, I think that's helping. Yeah. All right. Well, Corona Night Chapter right. Three. Chapter Three. Lay it on, Theodore. Chapter four. We were gonna chapter do chapter four. three last week, but we played Quiplash. Mm. All right, what? I just had it open. God damn. Tommy offered up uh, his services to read for his character. Oh my gosh. Um, oh I just don't really? Asking. So. <laughs> you yeah. what? I don't remember asking. Is the thing. Oh, you know? I would love that. Yeah, I would totally be down for that. All right, I mean, here we go. Chapter this. three. 03 Feb 2002. V day has cometh. Not my virginity, although I wouldn't be surprised if the younger form of myself gets lucky after the big win tonight. Unthinkably, the Oakland Raiders are Super Bowl 36 champions, dominating the St. Louis Rams at a laugher 56-0. As easy as one of our old missions, Operation Quail Egg, and I can't help but take a bit of credit for it all. After the big win against the Patriots in the divisional round, reversing decades of misery over that blasted tuck rule, I remained in contact with Coach Gruden, feeding him video footage of everything the Steelers and Rams did in the alternate reality against the Patriots. We've kept the operations hidden from everyone outside of the tripod, Chucky, myself, and now Davis. Both of them <laughs> abstained from prodding about the origins of my footage. Gruden simply laughed it off and said, You kids and your blueberries these days, I can't wrap my head around them. While Al claimed... <laughs> If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning, baby. The treatment I've received from them has been unbelievable. They begged me to stay around until this day, and while I felt a bill guilty of pushing off my Operation Social Assistance duties, the ability to make a real impact was too much to pass over. Doricon may have not been uh, thrilled, but regardless, I'm in charge of this mission for a reason. This is saving the world, I swear. Corona aside... Are we really happy living in a world where Brady fanboys rule the nation? Where time and time again, we see good teams get robbed by awful ref calls, allowing Brady and the Pats to get some lucky drive with under two minutes left and steal championships? Where kids learn terrible lessons by seeing that immoralist cheater Bill Belichick show that you can bend video recording rules year after year, sign dirtbag players like Aaron Hernandez and Antonio Brown, and get caught up in ball deflation scandals and get rewarded as the greatest coach of all time? That's not a world I want my children being any part of. Not to mention, the good to come from this, the Raiders winning is a true feel-good story for fans. These poor souls, dressing up like demons, wasting money to sit in a self-titled black hole, cheering on a team that never pulls through. This is the victory those fans deserve. It's a hard-knock life for the most loyal fans in the world, and we're going to appreciate this a hell of a lot more than the self-entitled prick Pats bandwagoners fans. I'll bet nary a single Patriots supporter exists anymore in the current day. Speaking of the current day, this is the end of my fun and games altering sports outcomes. We have a mission to do, and I can't let down my Doricon squadron, nor the Germ Patrol, nor my country. As I finish this entry, I am going to go to the after party on Bourbon Street, tell Chucky that it's time for us to depart and take care of this COVID-19 outbreak. Brady may get five more still, but he sure as hell isn't getting this one. Congrats, Raider Nation. We've done it. Lieutenant Samuel Evans, Dork on Commander. Wow. Dude. That's, that's pretty heavy. That's just, you know, like, like Sam. I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't. There's a lot of character depth here. And it's, it's trying to figure out what what his angle is. I 100% see <clears throat> this as Sam. Like real life Sam? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I wonder if you do this in real life. Sam, if you do this in real life, tweet at us. At FFT underscore podcasts, plural. There's an S on the end. And let us know if, if you would do this in real life. Uh, I swear there was there an S on podcast. FFT podcast is uh, food for thought. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and uh, 
I, I don't all right, know. All right, keep going. All right, yeah, sorry. Dude, heck yes, they are dominating. Kevin Madwell said as he high-fived Brian after the Raiders scored their seventh touchdown of the day, raising the score to 42-0 with another quarter to play. What a year. Kevin turned 12 in the next week, and this past season has been the first ever playing organized football, alongside his best friends Justin and Brian, who both had come over to his house to enjoy the big game while eating nachos, chicken squares, pigs in a blanket, and then topping off the celebration with some milkshakes. Over the year, Justin uh, Kevin had fell in love with football, not just his peewee team, but watching the NFL too. He had no allegiance to any team, but he had been dying to find one that he could put his blood, sweat, and fandom into. But he developed a soft spot for the Raiders after that gutsy snowball victory over the Patriots just three weeks ago. And after today, it was settled. Kevin blood silver and black. Brian took the first sip of the shake and exclaimed, Oh my god. Oreos, peanut butter, ice cream, and Cinnabon frosting? Kevin, your mom is a freaking dessert wizard. This is orgasmic. Justin laughed and said, You know, I've heard the feeling of a sneeze is one-tenth of an orgasm. My dudes, do you think we'll get lucky next year? We're going to be in middle school after all. Dude, you never know. Especially you, man, the star QB of our league. You're going to be getting action before all of us, Brian suggested. Who knows? Bryn may even finally notice you. Bro, I wish. She's going to be an eighth grade, man. Would she really want to be with the Sevy? Why not? You're selling yourself short. Tell him, Kev, Brian said as he looked over at Madwell. But Kevin was locked into the TV. It didn't matter to him that the game had zero tension or doubt remaining. He watched John Gruden and Rich Gannon laughing together at the sidelines as Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, and Charles Woodson celebrated with a few Raiders fans reaching over the sideline barrier. This is so cool. Kevin finally knew what he wanted for his birthday. I'm going to look so tight in that Rich Gannon jersey. Kevin? Justin totally is a chance, right? Kevin looked over at his friends and replied, Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Totally. You're the QB. Grinning, Justin acknowledged, Kev... You're not paying attention at all, are you? Ha, man. I think you love football more than us two combined. Ha, sorry, dude. I'm just so pumped seeing the Raiders win this. Brian jumped up and said, Fellas, what a night. Let's make it packed. I watched American Pie last week, and it was hilarious. Plus, he looked around carefully and whispered, You get to see Shannon Elizabeth's boobs. Kevin was so jacked that he was up for anything. Whatever pack this is, I'm in. Justin raised his (laughs) milkshake and said, Hey, cheers to the Raiders and whatever pack this shall be. But hey, tomorrow at school, let's be easy on Teddy. He's a big frontrunner fan, so he's probably going for the Rams. Brian rolled his eyes and said, Justin, you're always defending that loser. He, by the way, would have no part nor chance in this pact. Kevin jumped in and said, no, Teddy's a, a, no, Teddy's a Patriots fan for some reason. He and that new kid, they both seem weirdly obsessed about a team that's all the way across the country. Yeah, speaking of that new kid, what's his name? Moner or something? He's kind of a tool, right? Brian suggested. I think it's Monroe, Justin replied. And I don't know. Seems like a cool dude to me. Brian scoffed. <sighs> oh, really? With that words with way joke? Come on. He sucks. <laughs> Language, boys! A husky voice said from the other room. Sorry, Dad. Kevin yelled back, then gave a sharp look to Brian. Come on, dude. No suck or crap in this house. And whatever. The Patriots are fine. They're just not winners like Oakland. Laughing, Justin said, Gosh, Kev, did you really miss that entire conversation and just bring back to football again? Anyway, Teddy and Monroe are fine. And besides, it's about time Teddy got a friend. Maybe Monroe will be a good influence with, on him with his, you know. Brian, cracking up, said, You mean the fact that he looks more like an offensive lineman but with the strength of a water boy? It would take some type of miracle food to get that kid in shape. But enough about those two dorks. Fellas, he said as he raised his milkshake, to the Raiders. As he and Kevin raised their shakes, Justin said, same time, same place next year, Kev? Kevin smiled and said, you know it, Justin. I've got a good feeling about where this team is headed. The boys downed their shakes, and Brian jumped on the couch, going into some speech about a pact that would not be fulfilled anytime soon. (laughs) Scene change? Man, first off, to the Raiders. Cheers. I just got a Corona Extra app that popped up on my thing. It's weird. Siri. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Literally All right. scene swap. To the Raiders, Gruden, Sam, and Rich Gannon shouted as they raised their beers and chugged entire mugs of Coors Light. And cheers to those twins, Gruden added with a drunken laugh. <laughs> and I love you too. 
here's the football. Speaking of twins, check out those two blondies sitting in the corner. You and me, Coach, Gannon said, pointing between the two of them with a summoned pinky, tongue hanging out like a panting dog. Gruden chuckled and said, you know I'm down for some good young twin action. Get him warmed up, Rich. Let me have a quick word with my buddy here, and I'll meet you over there when you've got him in heat. Gannon grinned and fake conversated with his hands. You ladies know what they call me, Gannon the Cannon? Hee <laughs> hee, no, why? Let me pull down my pants and show you. He chuckled as he walked down toward the women. Sam laughed along. Me too. Sam laughed, laughed along until Richard's out of earshot, and then asked Gruden, "Is he seriously going to say that?" Gruden nodded his head and said, "Yes." What? Are you telling me it works? Gruden sighed and said, "Every time. He's an NFL quarterback. He could ask a lady if she wants to engage in consensual coitus, and she'd be soaking with approval." Gruden then gave Sam a serious look and said, "Kid, I don't know where you're from. I don't know what your deal is. I don't even know your name." You're seriously not gonna, you're not seriously gonna leave now, are you? Frowning, Sam said, "Chucky, I've got a mission to do. I can't leave that behind. You guys are gonna be fine without me, I swear. Look at what you've built. The Raiders are set for an incredible future." Looking sheepish and darting his eyes back and forth, Gruden came in closer to Sam and said, "Kid, I've got an offer from Tampa Bay. They're gonna pay me double what I'm making here. Double. I I can't turn that down." Sam's heart heart sunk. Coach, you can't. Think about what you're giving up. The beginning of a dynasty, unless... Silence between the men was deafening amongst the roaring New Orleans crowd. Breaking it, Sam asked, unless... what? Gruden, ga- Gruden looked him dead in the eyes and said, unless you stay with us. Whatever mission you have, it can't be that important. You said it yourself. This is a dynasty. With your scouting helping us out, nobody stands a chance. We will be unbeatable. Hell, we may even have an undefeated season. You are the key to making the Oakland Raiders the most glorious franchise in NFL history. Hell, man, without you, I may end up doing some lame old, I don't know, quarterback camp or Monday night football or some shit like that. Don't leave us, kid. Sam didn't know what to say. He came back here to change his franchise's fate. And now he seemingly had the biggest swing choice of his entire life to make here. He looked around at all the happy people in the bar existing within six feet of each other, making physical contact, touching each other's faces without gloves on, making out without face condoms covering their lips. Would it really make that much of a difference if he just got back to 2019 in real time and solved the problem by solving, what was it again? Something to do with a bat? Lieutenant Evans, are you ready? Sam looked behind him. Captain Lynch had an impatient look on his face with his arms folded. Major Belkey and Lieutenant Luck waiting behind him. Sam was desperate to buy time. Guys, the night's young. We can't stop partying yet. Plus, I'm in no condition to be driving the Rainmaker. Lynch shouldn't hear him for a second. Evans, it's time. We've waited around for this dickery for too long. We need to get going. In case you forgot, we have real-world problems to worry about. Not the Raiders' fucking legacy. Come on, the Rainmaker is right around the corner. Let's get there before some nasty Louisiana native pisses or pukes on it. <laughs> back and forth between both men, and Sally said, Hey, kid, I'm going to go see if Rich closed the deal with those twins yet. If I don't see you again, I'll assume I know your decision. You can reach me in TB, he said with quotation marks, as if he was being cleverly discreet. <laughs> as, as the men watched Gruden stroll away toward Rich's incestual seduction, Sam shut his eyes and thought for a few seconds and then tightened his lips and began his plea. <clears throat> Guys, please stay with me here. The effects of coronavirus on sports, it's nothing compared to what the Patriots have done in this league. Nothing. Tommy, look what they've done to your Jets. Two decades of incompetence. Not Eric Mangenius, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, nor Adam Gase could take down that juggernaut of championships and cheating. Aren't you curious to see how Chad Pennington or the Sanchez would have panned out were it not for video cameras and Brady's artificially inflated goat aura? Do you like seeing Woody Johnson blow millions in overpriced washed-up free agents in desperation to keep up with a man he embarrassingly once tweeted the name of, Bob Kraft? Captain Lynch looked down and clenched his fist, lost in thought over the horrid memories of New York's putrid performances his entire life. Joey, remember all those annoying Seattle Seahawks fans you encountered back in college? Imagine that times 10 with Brady homers over the next few years, seeing number 12 jerseys in every sports bar in every city. Hell, they've even infested your own household, haven't they? You know how people talk about Michael Jordan as if he was some untouchable god who never missed a shot, 
never lost a game, never made a mistake. Imagine that times 100 with people looking back on the golden boy, Tom Brady, when he finally retires. Remember how Teddy would always fill our groupie feed with random Patriots or Brady-oriented shit, regardless of whether or not it was factual, funny, or even relevant? (laughs) For God's sakes, Joey, we could have been discussing beers, Disney on Ice, Bob Dylan, or even somebody's newborn child. And then Fox would link some screenshot of some story of a tweet about Antonio Brown that was liked by somebody close to Tom Brady, which was somehow a sign that those two would be reuniting. Imagine that (laughs) times infinity when it comes to the circle jerk of Patriots dynasty nostalgia being the benchmark for any team, coach, or quarterback for the rest of our lives. Major Belkey grabbed a nearby beer and drank without restraint, seemingly desperate to numb himself to the thoughts of living in a future that made even COVID-19 seem preferable and desperate to forget about how he did indeed own a Tom Brady jersey. And of course, Andrew. Nobody's been through more personally affronted. Nobody's been more personally affronted by this team's run than you, the heir to Peyton Manning, the surefire Hall of Famer, the chosen one, the Messiah. Your career was destined for success, and look what the Patriots did to you. They embarrassed you. They beat you up. They took away your love for the game. That's what happened, isn't it? The Patriots and Brady's dominance overshadowing your humble greatness is what forced you to early retirement. Not that bullshit injury wear and tear claim. You loved football. You felt a passionate pride in being looked to as a leader to march your teammates to battle. You received a genuine sexual arousal out of breaking down game film. But guess what? You were never seen as having any of those traits as, as strong as TB12. Instead, the world views you as a quitter, a guy who is replaceable with a Jacoby Brissett or a Philip Rivers Band-Aid. Oof. Lieutenant Luck put his hands down, put his hands forward in defense and said, Lieutenant Evans, Mr. Brady and Mr. Belichick are a fantastic duo, hard as heck workers and tough as nails. I wouldn't want to discredit anything this, uh, discredit anything this two tenacious souls accomplished in this lovely sport. Sam was expecting this kind of PC mature response from Luck, which is why he saved his big guns for last. What they accomplished? You mean like finding a way to circumvent the rules of proper football inflation en route to the beginning of three more championships in five years? Now remind me. Whose expense was that game at again? Luck said nothing this time, and instead turned red, grinned his teeth, drool and slobber coming out, and showed the men something he had never revealed before, a bitter scowl. Right where I want them. Sam brought the men in even closer and said, Gents, we can change the future of the league. We can turn the Patriots into a laughingstock and the Raiders into the new class of the league. COVID-19 ruined sports, but not as bad as those fucks. We'll take control of the next two decades and then stop whatever bat thing we were supposed to do in 2019 and live our lives the way they should be lived, free of both diseases, coronavirus and Tom Brady fever. Tom, you're a Bay Area guy. Forget the Jets. Join me and the Raiders. Joe, you're a man of great looks. You'll look much more dashing, like a man in black and silver, than you will in whatever pathetic baby shade of blue those boys in Nashville wear. (laughs) Andy, we can turn you to a champion. You play at Stanford. How would you like to be drafted back home as the heir to Rich Gannon in a system proven to win, with no cheaters stopping you from achieving the greatness your father always prepared you for? As he wrapped up his speech, Sam extended his hand to the middle of the huddle. Men, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, would you go for it or just let it slip? Moments passed by with no words before a buzz belky finally broke the silence with, Lieutenant Evans, the world in 2026 uh, 2026 sucks. This was a happier time, and under your leadership, I trust we can make it even better. I'm in, as he put his hand on top of Sam's. Lieutenant Luck, still scowling and seething, said, I'm gosh darn tired of being Mr. Proper and mature goody two-shoes. For the first time in my life, I'm going to say it. F the Pats and Tom Brady. That's right. I said it. F them. Samuel. (laughs) It would be an honor to play back in California. And while I'm there, I may even have a few adult beverages and what do you call them? Edible arrangements? Indeed, I'd like to do some weed. And lastly, I want an iPhone. I want to start using that website stuff and maybe even browse some sexy images. Joseph, what was that flapping thing you were talking about? I'm I'm curious to see the bottom of Miss Solo. Count me in, Lieutenant Evans. Laughing, Sam welcomed Lux's hand to the pact and said, Hey, don't get too crazy now, Andy. We've got lots to show you. Then, resuming a serious tone, he turned to Lynch. Tommy, what do you say, man? Lynch looked across the eyes of all three of his squadron mates. 
he didn't want this. He didn't want. He didn't give a shit about the Raiders. Sure, he didn't necessarily care for Brady, but it all just felt so wrong. Tommy didn't want to do this alone. He loved his brothers in arms, but he missed his family. He missed his future, and he possessed the desire to change the pandemic terrorizing the, na- the nation, not to win some stupid sports and dick measuring contest. However, he had no other choice. Shit. I guess I'm in, guys. Sam, beaming with excitement, exclaimed, Fuck yes. Guys, we're going to be the Bay Area heroes. Just win, baby, on three. One, two, three. Just Just win, win, baby. baby. (laughs) Three voices shouted, but not Tommy. He still couldn't believe he was doing this. Guys, please refill drinks in my tab. Andrew, start your adventures into the adult world with a nice little light drink called Straight Vodka on the Rocks. And meet me over here with Chucky and Rich. Let's celebrate this night, the beginning of the next step. The Dorcon team cheered, and as Tommy heard Luck request some rocks and vodka, he <laughs> told Mr. Belke, Hey, I'm going to use the restroom real fast. I'll catch up with you guys in a bit. What should I get you? Belke asked. Hmm, why don't you order me a forget-me-not? Big Raj, a drunken Belke shouted. But Tommy would never be drinking that cocktail. As he exited the bar, passing by Rich and Gannon, Rich Gannon using the line, all right, ladies, let's make a pack for tonight. No longer will my penis remain flaccid and unused. <laughs> he continued down the street to a secured alleyway. He looked back at the bar and whispered, I'm sorry, Joe. Tommy found the rainmaker, started it up, turned on dry by Kavinsky, and kicked in the afterburner. I'll see you later, or I'll see you another time, he whispered once more. Lynch dialed on the date, thought for a second, then altered it, and took flight toward the future. Present day, 2026. Kevin sat in the kitchen, eating his bowl of honey bunches of oats with the Bloody Mary on the side, trying to move past the haze of the morning. Besides, he had more important things on his mind. It was his son's birthday. He looked at the microwave. Eight o'clock. His son would be up by now for sure. Kevin pulled out his phone and initiated the group FaceTime chat, where his son, wife, and daughter all popped up. Morning, Richard. Happy birthday, Kevin said as he smiled at his son. Thanks, Dad, Rich said excitedly. I got my gifts. I love them, especially my very own Rich Gannon jersey. You bet, buddy. Wait one sec. Let me try backing up a bit. My FaceTime seems to be skipping. Kevin positioned himself further away from the table, and the issue is fixed. Standard troubleshooting is the government had regulated FaceTime to not work properly unless the users were at least 60 feet away. There we go. That's much better. Dad, this jersey's so cool. It was waiting right at my window when I woke up. Your father and I had the gifts droned in overnight. So glad you love them, Richie, Kevin's wife said warmly. Ah, Mom, I'm 12 now. I can't be going by Richie anymore. Ha. Hey, honey, maybe he's right. Rich is becoming a man, Kevin mentioned with a chuckle. You know, son, I got a Rich Gannon jersey the day I turned 12 as well. And he wasn't even the goat yet yet then. That was the year you started following the Raiders closely, right? Indeed, son. There were a bunch of winners, and I was a young, influenceable kid. It was a match made in heaven. And look what came of that year. A legendary run of dominance. It sure was. I love watching the highlights you make me sit through. Were your friends all Raiders fans, too? Ha! Of course, Kevin started to laugh. Brian and Justin and I, we all started watching the Raiders together after that year. The three of us actually played football together, too. Justin was a star QB, Brian the brute force running back, and your old man is a pretty decent wide receiver, he said with a wink. We were inseparable growing up throughout middle school and then into high school, too. Do you guys still talk now? Kevin stuttered for a second. Well, n- no, son. Not quite as much anymore, he trailed off. Rich looked confused. Why? What happened, Dad? Kevin took a deep breath, looked at his wife, and said, Honey, why don't you and Alice sign off? This is going to be a man-to-man talk between me and Rich. His wife nodded and said, I understand. Looking at their six-year-old daughter... She said, come on, sweetie, let's start a new FaceTime as the two closed their windows. Now just the two of them, Kevin told Rich, listen, son, this is hard for me to relive. Middle school was great. The three of us were as close as friends and Raiders fans as we could be. But why Raiders fans, Dad? Like, what if they hadn't won that year? What if, say, they had lost not even the Super Bowl, but a couple rounds earlier? Remember that snowball game you showed me? Well, Kevin said with a smirk. Son, I don't think my allegiance is so baseless and easily swayed. I would have stood by the Raiders no matter what happened to them. I wouldn't have just, say, hopped on some new bandwagon just because if some other team had happened to win, uh, begin a reign of dominance at such an impressive time in my life. 
Besides, nobody could coach a team like Bill Belichick. You mean Crutch Gruden? Huh? What the hell? Or, yeah, my mistake. I don't know where that my head was. But anyway, I was born to be a Raiders fan, and Brian and Justin were too. But during high school, things began to change. And let's just say Brian's loyalty wasn't as strong as mine. Rich gasped. He didn't! Nodding slowly, Kevin affirmed. Yes, son. Yes, he did. He bandwagoned to the, what about Justin? Justin, well, he wasn't as into watching football as he was playing it. He had very high aspirations of going pro, in fact. But make no mistake, Justin was a black and silver fan until, until, until what, Dad? Kevin stared beyond the son's eyes, looking away from the screen, and then returned to solemn gaze until Justin Kine was taken from us forever. End of chapter. Oof. I got I got goosebumps, I got yeah. When uh when you said when when he had the, the, the gaff on Belichick, I like I had like a tingle on the back of my neck. I was like, Oh god, like this is captivating stuff, Teddy. Hey, I I'm excited for chapter four. That I think chapter four was the first time when I had, had just a ton of legit fun writing it. Really? Oh man. Yeah. Man. Oh man. I'm just like This is good. Okay, so Tommy goes back to the present day and well, leaves Tommy, the other guys. Tommy We don't know when he went. Unknown where Tommy. Unknown yeah. where Tommy went. He didn't he didn't say what year. He said Tommy punched in a year. Oh. So we have no idea. Maybe Tommy went to go we don't stop know where Tommy went to go went. stop okay. the villain of the story, Teddy. Okay. I stand by that. You're the, you're the villain. <laughs> and then you stayed. I stuck around. I'm a I'm I'm a follower. Yeah. Belk is so tired of life in 2026 that he just wife the kids go with the flow. Yeah. Well, so this but is you're all separate. When they stay, when they stay back, you're. I like having long hair. Your 30 year old self or 36 year old self at that time. Is he 36 in 2002 or whenever they went back to? Yes. Keep your keep your same age. So there's essentially two. Joey Belkey's running around. There's, you know, two Sam Evans, two Tom Lynch's. Also, I'm 100% on board to girl man bun uh, in real life now, by the way. Just letting you know. You'll notice notice how, as I said, how how big of a part of the story the long hair continued to be there. (laughs) I, 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 I only bring it up because I know that you haven't finished writing the book yet. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it makes a comeback, maybe chapter 12. I don't think it's coming back. I don't think it's a critical detail. Like maybe at some point uh, we need to escape somewhere and I start flapping my hair and it make a helicopter or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just uh, picturing something. I would leave something the like writing that. to Teddy. Yeah. He is the expert. Oh, man. Well, I. You I, know what? I think Sam is selfish. Well, yeah. Yeah. All for the Raiders? Is Sam a real life Raiders fan? Yeah. Like like yeah. this hard? No, no. Uh, no. Not this hard. Yeah. Nobody's this hard for Raiders fan. <laughs> yeah, this would be yeah, a little over the top. I love I love the Gruden uh, keeps bringing up the the the, the, the twins. <laughs> <laughs> I think that? that was the year. It was this old have you seen that commercial, Katie? No. So back in two thousand I think uh, it was that Super Bowl. The core is light ran a campaign with like these two twins. If you look up the Coors Light twins, it'll pop up. And it was like talking about. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Well, the concept the commercial talked about how hot these twins were, but nobody in the meeting seemed to realize you're you're glorifying like incest. Like having sex with these two twins mm-hmm. is not something you should be doing. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it's like, me Rich Gannon always looked like he was really old. I don't know how old he is. I think he's actually. I mean, at him. Yeah. Because that was part of the. No, but like when he was playing, like I remember, I remember looking, I like remember watching him. Well, he played in the Super Bowl, right? Against the yeah, the the next year, yeah, the yeah. I remember, I remember seeing him being like, I I like very vividly remember that game being like, God, he looks really old. He probably is pretty old, and to have him be replaced by Andrew Luck in two thousand, what I be twelve or thirteen to be pretty unrealistic to think about because well, i don't tom think he was brady. well tom brady's one of a freak he's a freak of nature playing at as, age 40. Is, as is potentially rich gannon going uh i don't know hey by the way every year people make these quarterback lists that are controversial 
um, people do it just to get just to get publicity. But in this one list, I think it was either a CBS or something like that, top quarterbacks this year. Ryan Tannehill is ranked above Brady and Drew Brees. No way. Really? But again, people do it just to, so we talk about it, you know, like hey, otherwise. Well, Ryan Tannehill last year had better I know, stats than Tom Brady and Drew Brees. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Eric, All right, Eric, let's, let's, let's air this commercial for Coors. I love playing two-hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win. I also just got goosebumps, so it might just be, I might just have a condition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a, uh, there's like a whole Wikipedia article about how they came, like, to the decisions oh. of board meeting. My phone like, is playing on its own. Okay. Somebody in the in like the company was like, "Yeah, we we gotta get those twins. Like, we gotta like this is gonna be great." And just, it's so funny. Like twenty years later, to look back and be like, "Well, that yes, com- you could never make a commercial even remotely anything." No. Yeah, and yeah. to their credit, it was memorable. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. have known it was Coors Light unless I looked it up. In my head, I said, and, and twins? Would you know which beer company it was, though, without knowing? Because I wouldn't have known that. I actually did not know. I just I just knew it was a beer. I had to look up Coors Light. Yeah. And there was another one that was like, what's better? It would be like, great taste or less filling. And then it ended up with these like these two girls getting in like a fountain fight where they're like ripping each other's clothes off. I can tell you what it was like. That's another one. Like, what's huh. better about what's better about blank light? The great taste or the less filling? And then, and the, yeah, they get in a fight in the fountain. I remember that one. Interesting. Football has changed ever since they tried to get a lot more female viewership. I also have to look oh, yeah. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson thing kind of changed a lot of it too. I I blame Justin Timberlake for that. You know, <laughs> there's some there's some like conspiracy theory that it was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was. I mean, he definitely, like, was trying to pull something. Yeah. So, if it was on purpose, who do you think orchestrated it? Janet Jackson. Yeah. I mean, look at how how exposure has helped other people's careers. Paris Hilton. Kim Kardashian. You know. These are, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe she was trying to be a trendsetter. It didn't work, but maybe. Kim Kardashian is the best example of that. Like Paris Hilton kind of felt the map, but Kim Kardashian, the just the whole thing that their whole family has become because of that video. I mean, their not only empire. because of that, but it's they're what? Insane. Yeah, the whole, just whole, the whole empire. empire. Yeah, and I'd never even heard of her before that video. I heard of her uh, before I ever heard about there being a video. I wish she was dating Reggie Bush. Huh? That's uh, she was you dating Reggie Bush. Bush. <laughs> she was dating him. It That's what I heard. Was it? No, at, the video was Ray J. I've never seen it. Was, <laughs> I've never seen it. the video. She was. <laughs> the Have video was Ray J. I've seen the video. The video is Ray J. But she was dating <laughs> Reggie Bush later. I've seen it. I had to. <laughs> it was investigated. I had to educate it was. Myself. It was for. It was to write this book, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till the big. The big. Corona night sex scene with with Ray J. <laughs> Chapter nine is just him watching the video. <laughs> Andrew Luck just oh this is great to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, Teddy, this is really good. I'm excited for Chapter four. Yeah. No, thanks. It's always uh, it's always fun to be on these and do the reading. So I'm looking for the next one too. Um. But, uh, but, yeah, good catching up as always. Joey, if, hopefully you get nominated for that somersault challenge soon because I want to see. Well, I feel like I, I'm, I I'm just, not going to practice. I feel like I have to, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna we'll go bring s- the wives into it. Maybe we get some wife somersault challenges. Or kids. I feel like, yeah, well, yeah. Addie would At, crush. I think, I think Ellie would uh, probably do just about as well as I do. <laughs> Be nice about your daughter. Uh, but Teddy, thank you for choosing this platform to share your story. I know there's a lot of options out there, and 
Hey, well, I heard Joe Rogan was reaching out to you, so I'm glad you chose Joe Bell. I've had to turn down some offers, but um, but the paycheck I'm getting from Katie has been pretty good. So, uh, yeah, pretty competitive with what Joe Rogan is offering. So Just trying to keep your podcast afloat. <laughs> Aren't you in pain, Teddy? It's not important. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I coronavirus actually cut my salary a little bit. You know. Yeah. So is this? Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. We're solving <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk I am about gonna, it. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take all the, uh, all the excerpts and cut out all of our, all of our chit chat and just do just the audio book. Oh yeah. As well, when we're done. Sell it to Amazon. Yeah. That's a great idea. <clears throat> Because then the audiobook's ready. Yeah. Do we get the rights? Oh, I get the rights. This is my idea. With the audio, with the commentary, it's kind of like the. Uh, have you seen the Princess Bride? Where like it's like part oh, of the yeah. old man talking. Yeah. With oh, the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. totally have I seen the Princess that is on. Yeah. The, old man. yeah. It's on Disney Plus, by the way. Who's the old man? What was that? It's on Disney Plus right now. Ah. That's good to know. Classic. It's a classic. I love that one. Yeah. We read. The Princess Bride on our honeymoon. I was so confused reading the book, like, because the old guy was like talking about, oh, we'll skip all this boring love stuff, and I was like, did I get the abridged version or something? Like, what's going? Yeah. On? yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm embarrassed for how old I was and still getting confused by like, I think I got the shortened version of the book. Uh, <laughs> no, well, because it, it said it was like the cover of the book says it's the abridged abridged version of. The- yeah. So like, and I was trying to get like the full version and stuff. Yeah, it makes you it makes you think that. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I'm sure there's some fan fiction out there. Somebody's wrote a full version of the Princess Bride, but probably who knows. All right, guys. All right, we'll talk to you always. soon. Been yep. a pleasure. You let me know next time, and we'll and I will make it happen. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, bud. Bye. Have a good one.